everybody you're listening to journey call life my name is yash and i'll be talking with people to explore more about their experiences their processes and the lessons learned in their journey call life hi everybody this is yash here welcome to my podcast a journey call life I have a very close friend of mine and a really good buddy from my MBA school, Jake Walsh. Hi, Jake. How's it going, Yash? Good. How are you? I'm doing uh, quite well, actually. I uh, I know we went to school together, but I just moved out to Chicago, so I've been getting settled in in my new apartment out here. Oh, that's wonderful. Chicago is known as the Windy Town. How is it? Have you experienced the wind? Uh, nothing too bad yet, but yeah, there's been a couple times where I've been walking down the street and I'll turn a corner and all of a sudden the wind will just hit you in the face. I'm sure it will get worse. Uh, I think that, yeah, it sounds like the winter is when it gets real windy. Um, and I guess there's not as much snow as we had in Buffalo, but it the just the wind makes it so cold. Yeah, I was there in 2019, January, right before the polar vortex or during the polar vortex. I remember hearing about that, yeah. The good part was Chicago was empty and it was beautiful. The wind effect was really, really bad. Like I walked out of my hotel at Navy Pier and I couldn't even control my body. And I'm a heavy person, (laughs) so it was really windy. Yeah. But it was an experience. I'm looking forward to it. So just coming back to the podcast, Jake, tell me and the audience about who is Jake Walsh and how are you like growing up in school? Where did you grow up? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a bit of a, a winding road um, from where it started to where it got here. So bear with me for a second, because when I start this, it's not going to totally, you're going to be like, oh, really? How did, how did you get here from there? Um, but no, I uh, in high school, I was really involved with uh, music um, and still something I, I do today, not as heavily as I once did, though. Um, and coming out of high school, I went to a small music school to focus on um, audio engineering. So like audio recording, some stuff like this, but a little bit more for music production um, recording, uh, bands and musical groups and then editing and producing music. Um, and it was, it was fun, but I, it wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. And I kind of lost some interest and, uh, I didn't have my priorities necessarily straight at the time. Um, so I never ended up actually finishing that degree. I did school for a few years and then I ended up leaving without finishing, um, kind of bounced around some different jobs for a little while. Um, and then about three years ago now, a little over, a little over, uh, actually, no, almost four years ago. Wow. Uh, four years ago now, um, I, uh, I had one of those jobs I bounced around through didn't end so well. Um, and I remember leaving that job and just telling myself, like, screw this. I'm going back to school. I'm going to go get a master's. Like, I'm, I'm tired of, you know, just kind of living as is, uh, doing things I didn't want to do. I'm going to you know, turn this around and, and kind of figure it out. So I, I ended up going back to school to finish my undergrad, um, made a total switch from music, uh, even though it was still something I enjoyed. I had recently started working with a, a startup that one of my friends had in the area. And it kind of got this business tick in me. 
Um, so when I went back to school, I decided to do uh, finance. Um, so I went back to a different program. I, I transferred all the credits I could, but then I moved forward focusing on on finance and, and economics as well, but mostly mostly finance. And it was from there things really started to to pick up. And after I finally finished my undergrad, you know, a couple of years later, um, I decided to continue on and went to uh, University of Buffalo for my MBA, which is where I met you. And um, you know, from there it was just I dove in head first, tried to get as much out of the program as I could, you know, make as many connections as I could, learn as much as I could. And things ended up paying off. Um, moving into the second year, I got my first interview for a company called Cognizant Technology Solutions, and they're a, a big IT firm. Um, and things went well. And now I'm uh, about two weeks out from starting a new job with Cognizant as a senior consultant in their organizational change management practice. So that's kind of the the big short of of my, my recent, my recent history. Uh, that's wonderful because like going from music to a senior consultant is not a path which a lot of people envision or take and uh, which is a really interesting path. Uh, so just uh, discussing, you said that you jumped around different jobs and were these like jobs related to music it was just, uh, they were just jobs. You know, it's, I, I learned as much as I could and I, I took them seriously, you know, insofar as the type of job they were. But, um, I mean, I had left my undergraduate without finishing, so I didn't have a degree. Um, I was no longer interested in music, so I wasn't going that route. So, I mean, I was getting the jobs I could get. I was, uh, you know, doing mostly kind of uh, manual labor. I worked uh, for a landscaper for a while. Uh, mowing lawns, trimming hedges. I worked for a construction crew for a little while, um, doing uh, cement work and brick work and cinder block work. Um, and then I ended up kind of getting a job at a at a call center, um, just doing you know outbound sales, just cold calling people, cold cold emailing people. And that was the the last job I had before I I decided to go back to school um, because well the working outside for the construction and the manual labor it wasn't my my favorite thing but i enjoy working with my hands and i could do well with that but i i hated cold calling people man i i hated just picking up the phone and dialing numbers uh people i had no idea who they were they had no idea who i was and i was trying to sell them some product that i you know wasn't that interested in that having to do through that kind of some points is like you know what you gotta you gotta take a step up man this isn't for you you gotta figure something else out can completely imagine because cold calling or just calling random people and having a conversation is really difficult like having a conversation and continuing for a long time itself is difficult but calling somebody out of the blue i can only imagine yeah and you know i don't i don't want anyone to think i'm you know i I have a lot of respect for the people who can do that and they do it well and i worked with some people who I don't know how they did it, but they could call up anyone and they could end that phone call with either a sale or a meeting set. Um, and I have a lot of respect for those people, but it wasn't for me and I did not enjoy it and I did not want to do that again. Yeah, I can imagine. Like, I cannot do that. Complete respect to everybody who can do that and is successful in doing that. My next question to you would be like, now during this transition, what are some things, like you said, that 
you wanted to get your act together and you went back and pursued your undergrad in finance but what are some of the other things which you realize you need to just you know better yourself i guess at all kind of at the highest level it was this idea of gaining control of my life because for a long time i had kind of drifted through i i wasn't taking things very seriously you know i'd i put in enough effort to get it done but you know not maybe as done well as i could have um I just, I, most of the things I did, I, I wasn't putting as much into it as I could have. I wasn't really in control of the situation. I didn't maybe understand what I was doing. I was just kind of blah, just kind of doing. So I, I kind of realized, well, you know, if I'm going to go back to school and if I'm going to go on past that and get a, get a master's, like I'm really going to have to be in control of, of my life and like everything that's going on. So I started trying to break it down into small pieces that I could manage because if you've been, you know, just kind of slacking off for a couple of years and all of a sudden you need to take complete control, like that's a big step. Um, so a few of the things I decided, you know, getting a better control over how I spent my time. I, one of the first things I did is I took a step back and I used a, a couple apps and I was like, I got some, some data, some feedback on how much time in a day I was spending, you know, using apps on my phone, like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. And that kind of wowed me because I was like, wow, I'm spending a couple hours a day scrolling through these apps that I'm, I'm not actually doing much on. I'm not getting any value out of them. Um, they're not making me happier or really adding to my productivity or what I want to do. So I was like, okay, time management. I really need to take control of you know, my, my time. I looked past that and I was like, well, okay, I want to go back to school and I want to get a good job. Like, what is the skill set I have? Do I even have the skill set that'll work out well for that? Um, and, you know, I, I realized, okay, well, I want to I want to eventually get an MBA. What's one of the better ways I can do that? And I started working with a, a startup. So it was like finance. I didn't know many people who had a, a deep finance background. I'd always been good at math. That was one of the, the few strong suits I could pull on from when I was previously at school. I was like, okay, well, I get math. I get numbers. You know, I want to apply myself. This looks like it'll be a good route to go. Um, so then I, I applied to go back to school for finance. So I just I just started trying to take the little chunks of my life and take a step back and be like, okay, here's where I'm at now. Where do I want to be? What's the best way to do that? Get control of my time, figure out a skill set that I can exploit from my, of my own that, you know, will help me move forward. Um, and then from there, you know, once I kind of established the direction, it was the day-to-day, -day, the little things, the in and out, the, you know, the tricks, whatever tricks you need to use for yourself to stay on top of things and, and stay motivated. I just tried to figure out as much as I could. Um, I was really just trying to become as productive a person as, as I could. So I started playing around with different phone apps for productivity. I started using uh, Google. The Google Suite is one of the, the biggest lifesavers I really found. Um, I started using Google Calendar to organize everything that I needed to do and when. I started using Google Drive to organize all the documents in my life because um, I was applying to school and I was back in school and, you know, trying to keep really stay on top of things. I started taking notes by hand a lot more um, for little things that I wanted to do. So I started keeping like a running list of all my tasks for a day. I would I'd write them down and I would check this little sticky note. It was a, I had a sticky pad and I would write a few things on each one so that like at the end of the day or two days, you could tear that top sticky note off. And it kind of gives you this little sense of accomplishment, like, okay, that one's done. And you move on to the next one. Um, 
And I started just obsessively, like every little thing, whenever I had a thought of what something that needed to be done, I'd write it down right away. Because if you're thinking about it, then you're, you know, if it's, it's dousing around in your head, you're likely to forget it. Um, we're terrible at remembering things. So <laughs> getting them down on paper or in a calendar is the, one of the best things you can do to help with your memory and kind of keeping track of everything going on around you. Um, so I really just started obsessing over how do I, how do I stay in control of my own life? How do I get product as productive as I can? How do I develop the few skill sets I have so that I can gain more skill sets? Um, and it started playing over. I, I got back into school. I, my first semester back was the best semester I ever had, um, academically. And it only went up from there. Um, and you know, I, a lot of those helped carry over when I went into the MBA program. And I, I definitely needed that, those couple of semesters to finish undergrad to kind of get in control enough that I could handle the MBA program. Cause otherwise, I don't know, that program threw a lot at us. Um, and it was, I was thankful I had like a solid year and a half of prep leading up to that. Um, as far as how to, you know, effectively manage my time, stay on top of my different courses, my different projects, my different teams, my different teammates. Um, it's a lot. So you need to, you need to have a system down and everyone's system is going to be different. But the important thing I found out was you have to decide, you have to figure out whatever system works best for you to stay on top of that stuff. One thing which I really appreciate about you is time management and and your productivity is always at its peak. Like I've never seen you unproductive on a working day, following your schedule by a T, your calendar. I have seen that. And that is something which I learned from you because when I came into the MBA program, I did know about calendar and Google calendar, but it was just for work. And the first, first semester was okay because my team helped me manage my calendar. But uh, when it came to the second semester, you know, when you started interacting with different teams for all your electives, which you started taking, I started falling apart. Yeah, that'll happen. You know, I, I one of the things I, I started to realize is if you're not planning ahead, you're already falling behind um, because you, you have so much going on in, a, in a, the day to day that you kind of need to have a grasp on the things that you already know you need to do. So that when the unexpected stuff comes up, it doesn't, you know, just completely wallop you and set you back even farther. Because, you know, if I go into Monday and I don't really have a, a big plan, I just, oh, yeah, maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll do that. And then something unexpected comes up and I do that. But then the things I maybe should have done Monday get pushed back to Tuesday. And then if you're kind of always making it up as you go, um, you know, some people might be able to do that. I couldn't. Um, but I just felt I would get I would end up spending too much time on the different tasks because they're broken up into a bunch of different things. But if I could effectively plan ahead and be like, okay, you know, Monday from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., those three hours, no matter what else happens, I'm working on this thing. And I could really get in, focus, do that. And maybe at 11 a.m. when I'm done, I open up my email and some of the other, some other emergencies come through that I need to work on. That's okay because I already just spent three hours really getting done the most important thing of my day. So now I have the rest of the day to, you know, wrap that up and work on the the new thing, whatever that might be. Um, so it's always, you know, kind of looking forward. And I had this conversation with some other people in the program is the very first day of classes, we got a, a syllabus, which was essentially a roadmap for the semester. So I would just go through all the syllabus for every class and I'd put every single deliverable and assignment and 
tests into my calendar. And then I also built a spreadsheet with them so that at any day, any point in time, I could just kind of look out and be like, okay, I got three deliverables and one test next week. I have two exams or whatever. So like, it's kind of like a little roadmap. And every day I could look ahead to the next day or the next week or either the next month and know, you know, all, all of the things I already have the data for. Like if you already have the information and the data, use it, put it down somewhere, map it out. Like there's no point in waiting if you already have that information. And that way, whenever new stuff came in, I could plug it into that big schedule or that kind of master timeline wherever I had the available room. It's like, okay, we just got a new assignment we didn't expect. Well, I'm looking out and I know that next week I've got two big exams, um, but I do have some extra time at the end of this week. So I'm going to start that ASAP because next week's going to be really busy. You know, even though, even though this maybe new assignment isn't due for two or three weeks, I know that one and two weeks out, I'm slammed. So I'm going to start it right now. Um, so it's just kind of, you know, this, this mapping of, of the things going on in your life that, that I personally use a lot and has, has definitely helped me. When you mentioned you planned in like three hours for a particular task, do you like break it down into smaller sub pieces and say like, okay, I'm going to spend half an hour on say research and then next half an hour on probably creating a model or any work, or do you just spend, uh, or you just block like three hours is going to be on this and then, uh, you work on it. How do you approach it? Yeah, that, so that I will say I kind of handle a little bit differently based on the scope of the project itself. Um, you know, some of those, the smaller projects or I might be working on, um, it'll be more of like, okay, you know, uh, tomorrow from this time to this time, I'm just going to work on this nonstop and I won't necessarily break up the tasks for it as much. Um, because if it's something that's maybe a little simpler or it's easier for me to wrap my head around, I, I've i kind of done enough work now that I can just kind of fall into a groove without having to overplan it. Um, but if it's, you know, some of the much larger projects we worked on or definitely more with some of the group projects where you have to coordinate work between multiple people, that I would, I would typically, you know, try and break down a little more if I could. Um, just so that way, you know, it's like, okay, well, maybe I've got this this really large project over the next two months, you know, where do I want to be in two weeks? Where do I want to be at the halfway point? So one month. Um, so like, I feel like with a longer timeline, I definitely give myself multiple shorter timelines within that to work um, with a bigger project. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. One of the, one of the guys I kind of came across early on when I was figuring out time management, his name's Tim Ferriss, and he runs a popular podcast. A lot of people have probably listened to it at some point. But he talks a lot about how, you know, a task will typically take up as much time as you give it. So if you tell yourself, oh, you know, I've got this project and I want to finish it in two weeks, it's going to take you two weeks to do it because you allowed yourself two weeks to do it. You're not going to say, I want to finish this in two weeks and then, you know, magically finish it in a couple of days um, because your brain will just kind of just be like, you know, okay, how much room do we have? Let's use that. But for that exact same project, if you were to give yourself a hard say of, you know, I want to have this finished in three days, you'd figure it out. You'd figure out how to do it in three days because that's all the time you, you have for yourself. Um, so I, I kind of would, you know, practice that mentally too, or maybe I got something that wasn't due for a week or two, but I would tell myself, I want to have this done by this weekend. So in four days, I want to have this done. Um, just because that way I can get it out of the way and not have to worry about it and focus on other things. And you would do it. Um, if you tell yourself, you got to like trick yourself and convince yourself though, that the, the, 
Um, you know, the due date isn't in two weeks. Tell yourself the due date's in four days and you'll get that done in four days. And it's still a good quality too. You know, quality doesn't necessarily degrade just because you use a shorter amount of time. Um, and then, oh, there was one other part I was just about to, to mention. Oh, yeah. You know, how to portion out your time. Um, a very hard thing for me to learn um, when I first started getting going again, but the MBA whipped me into it pretty quick. Uh, undergrad, not so much, but definitely the MBA is learning when uh, good is good enough. Um, sometimes you're going in on a project, you're trying to find that last little bit of information or, you know, tweak your model just a little bit more. And it's like, okay, do I want to waste another hour and a half working on this thing that is already, you know, 98% to where I want it to be? Or is it good enough for, you know, not to say that you shouldn't do your best, but like you get to a point of diminishing marginal returns where it's like, okay, well, I keep beating my head into a wall trying to get this last tiny little thing that's not going to make that big of a difference. Or, you know, maybe it's actually good enough for the purposes of what we're doing. I can pivot and focus on something else now. Um, so kind of figuring out within your time when you need to, you know, call it done and move on to something else. So you're talking about an effort to result ratio? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, just, you know, I, I find myself sometimes, you know, maybe I was working on like an essay and I've gone through it a whole bunch and I'm like, oh, like, you know, I got to I gotta find this other little part here to tweak and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, you know what? This essay is probably already going to be an A. Like, I have other stuff to work on instead of, you know, beating myself up uh, over the last, you know, instead of a, instead of a 100, maybe it's a 99 or a 98, but I've got a hundred other projects to work on instead of wasting hours on that last single point. You know, sometimes you gotta be like, okay, it's, it's, it's good. It gets my point across. It might not be a flawless work of imperfection. Um, but, uh, you know, I, it's a good quality. I like it. I put my name behind it and I've got other work to do. So I'm going to, you know, take that step and move on. Um, is a balance that sometimes you've, you've got to figure out. Yeah, which is fair. And like, just to your first point, when you said like, if the deadline is in two weeks, you can trick your mind to do it in four days. There have been instances when there's something which requires just, I had two weeks and it slipped out of my mind, but I had a complete night, eight hours of just dedicated work. And I have turned around a two weeks project to, over a night. Uh, remember our, uh, I think, financial modeling project where we just turned it around in a night? That was one I definitely didn't plan ahead enough for. Um, but uh, that was one where I actually, I don't think it was as much that I didn't set up enough time or as I misjudged the amount of time. I was like, oh, that'll take me a couple hours to do. And it took me several hours to do. <laughs> <laughs> We eventually did turn around, but like, I get your point. Like sometimes time is just given so that if something unexpected comes in your life, you can handle that. Mm -hmm. But most of the projects, I would say, if planned and done efficiently can be done in half the time, which is given to us. Oh yeah. And that's, that's a big thing. Like kind of what I was talking about with the schedule blocking earlier. And um, I'm a big proponent of, I have pretty much all of my notifications turned off for my phone and other devices is we spend so much time just distracted. We'll be like, Oh yeah, it took me, you know, four hours to do this, but yeah, it took you four hours to do it while you were texting and you were checking your messages and you're scrolling through Facebook every 20 minutes. 
Um, you know, if you actually can turn off all that stuff and just focus in for a little bit, what maybe you thought was going to take you four hours only takes you two because you weren't, you know, just, oh, you know, <laughs> I love trying to work with a Facebook tab open. It's like, yeah, that's productive. Um, <laughs> you know, tell, tell me you're not clicking on that tab every other 10 minutes. Um you know, or if you're in the middle of working and every time your phone buzzes for some text message that doesn't really matter, and you know, it, it takes you time to get pay attention again and to get settled back into the workflow. So the big thing too is just if you can, and it's hard, um, but if you can, you know, moderate the, your distractions, the, the distractions around you, you can actually get way more productive at the work you're doing if you're not, you know, switching tasks every few seconds. Cause I don't care who they are. Anyone who tells you that they're great at multitasking is full of it. No one is. We're not, our brains aren't built to multitask. Our brains are built to, you know, really focus in on one or two things at a time, but not several. Uh, we're not the, 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 the data is out on that one. We are not good multitaskers. So we have to stop pretending we are, um, and, and focus. <laughs> I, I understand listening to music and working, which is something oh, yeah. people yeah, say. I get that. Or listening to podcast and driving or, you know, working, which is fine. But then even if you're listening to podcast and working, I don't think you're doing justice to either one because you're not capturing the complete essence of the podcast, nor you're putting in 100%. Like music is okay. Yeah. And I'll say, you know, it's, it's interesting you bring that up because I love podcasts. I listen to them all the time, but I can't listen to them when I'm doing work. Um, because then I'm trying to listen to a conversation and also have my own train of thought at the same time. And you can't, you, you can't have two separate trains of thought just going completely, you know, on their own. Um, so when I'm doing work, I'll honestly, when I'm doing work, I'll either just have it silent or I'll listen to music that's you know, instrumental or doesn't really have words that I, you know, start paying attention to. Cause if there's too many words or the, sometimes I'll get, I'll start paying attention to the lyrics instead of what I'm doing. Um, so when I'm doing like, uh, you know, knowledge work that I really need to focus, it's, it's usually either silent or it's uh, background instrumental. Um, but if I'm doing, you know, other types of like, if I'm going for a walk or maybe I'm washing dishes or I'm sweeping up the house, then I'll listen to podcasts and I'll listen to, you know, all types of stuff because, I can absorb a podcast while I'm doing the dishes. Um, I can absorb a podcast while I'm trying to put together a complex financial model. Um, they're just, they're different things. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. Do you have a plan going forward? Like now you're going to start a career. Uh, do you plan your life? Like, okay, where are you going to be in the next five years or 10 years? And uh, how do you stick to that? Like, I'm talking about on the larger scale of things. Yeah. Um, you know, looking out like that, it's, that's more for me over the years on how I, how I view that. And kind of the, the way I, I view it now is I don't have as much of like a specific destination or a specific job title. Um, but it's more of kind of, you know, there's, there's a direction that I'm trying to head and that might morph and change over the years that could you know, lead, you know, and like I say, I'm about to start a, a new job with this company and I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to go well. And, you know, maybe I fall in love and I work there forever, you know, and maybe after a few years, uh, depending on how things go, maybe, you know, life brings on different things. I'm not going to, I'm not going to call it that far out and say exactly, you know, what's going to happen. But I do know whatever it is, 
I'm going to, you know, stay on top of it, keep working towards kind of my, my, my personal girl goals of the type of person I want to be, the type of things I want to work with. Um, and I think one of the biggest things is, you know, people say a lot that the purpose of life is to be happy. Um, but I actually, I found, and I, I think a bit more, the purpose of life is to find meaning in your work and the relationships you have and the, the people you spend your time with. Um, you know, it's not just, it's not just to be happy. It's not just a dollar sign. You know, I want to, want to be involved with projects that inspire me to, you know, better myself. I want to, you know, work with people who just amaze me and want me to, you know, make me want to become a, a better person and a better worker. You know, um, that's, that's what I'm looking for is I, I'm, I'm moving towards people and places that, you know, make me feel alive and make me want to, you know, go do awesome things. <laughs> they're having fun. They're, they're passionate about the work. You know, they're not just, uh, they're not just working for a paycheck, but they're working because they're part of a, a project that's bigger than them that they find meaning in. Um, you know, that was, that was a big selling point for the, the company I'm going to is it, it wasn't just a, a job or, or a paycheck or a place to go. Like I really think they're a great company and a lot of the things they're working towards and some of the type of work that I'm going to be able to do is things that I align with, you know, my passions. And I think it was going to be an amazing growth opportunity. You know, to me, it wasn't about just, oh, just being some company or some paycheck. It's like, you know, what can I, you know, how can I grow here? How can I become a better person? How can I become a smarter person, more, you know, um, intelligent or tactile, whatever it might be like, how, how can I grow? You know, I'm, you know, I, I think you should always be looking to grow in some standpoint, whether it's personally, professionally, um, you know, as a, whatever it might be, I'm, I'm always, I'm looking for upwards trajectory. I'm looking for growth. I'm looking to, to continually better myself. That's, that's my real goal is to, to keep becoming a better version of myself. That's a big thing too, uh, is I feel like a lot of this stuff is kind of like gaining momentum is, you know, once you kind of get up and going, it's easy to keep going. It's easy to, you know, continually grow and put in the work if you're growing and putting in the work. Um, but you got to take that step. You got to, you got to be willing to put in that extra bit to, you know, go above and beyond what might be necessary or help out someone that, you didn't need to, but you wanted to because it was the right thing. Um, because all that does is it creates a positive feedback loop. You know, the more the more hard work and good you put into the world, the more you find comes back to you. There was this one uh, podcast I was listening is like, if you want to improve yourself, the first step is to identify that there's something is wrong with you. And by wrong, I don't mean in a negative way. It's just like you're lacking something. Or anybody listening to this podcast can see that you start college dropout to going back to college and getting your undergrad, then getting your master's, now working in one of the biggest cities in the world as a senior consultant. But in this journey, is there something, if given a chance, you would have changed? You know, I actually, um, I wouldn't. And I, I definitely wasted you know, uh, a lot of time and a lot of money with all the extra time I, I spent in school and having to go back to school and, um, you know, having almost two years where I wasn't really doing much of anything. Like, you know, I, I was a college dropout for all intents and purposes. Um, and it was a hard learning experience and it was an expensive learning experience, but I learned a lot. I really did. And, 
you know, we all come from, from different areas and different backgrounds, but you know, for me, I, I had to learn responsibility, uh, the hard way, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't something I just did right away. It was something that I had to, you know, kind of fall down a hole a little bit and be like, you know what, Jake, how did you get here? You know, what, why is, why is this your, your life right now? Especially if it's not what you want it to be. And okay, well, you dug this hole for yourself. Now you got to dig yourself out of it and, you know, learning from the ground up how to do those things. And it wasn't easy. It was, you know, it was terribly hard at some points and, but, but it made me who I am today. And I, I don't regret it at all. I'm not upset that things happened the way they did. I don't wish I could go back and change things. I don't regret how it was because today now I'm, I think I'm a better person for it. Um, because I, I did go kind of through that, that struggle and that path. And, you know, one thing is I will say is a lot of people will always say, you know, having uh, a goal, you know, in mind and the direction you're trying to go is really helpful on getting there, which I completely agree with because you can't achieve a goal if you don't even have a goal. But what also is really helpful is knowing the direction you don't want to go. Um, and I, I saw, um, you know, at the end of a road, I really didn't want to be at. So when I was, uh, you know, getting things together, I could look back and be like, okay, um, this will lead me back in that direction don't do that thing. You know, I was running the opposite way as fast as I could. Um, so I think it's less talked about, but there is something to be said about, you know, being a place you don't want to be and knowing that so that you can not make that mistake again. Uh, when you said that you learned a lot about responsibilities, um, can you shed some light on that by what you meant by responsibilities and how did you like learn about that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, responsibility is definitely a, an underappreciated uh, concept sometimes, especially among, you know, some, some younger people and definitely among me. I mean, when I first got to school, I, I had, and I, I mean, my first time in undergrad, I had no concept of responsibility. It was, you know, do what I want when I want it, you know, not thinking of, okay, you know, there's a party tonight. Cool. I'll go to that party. Not thinking of, Oh, well I actually have some homework I need to finish. And if I go to the party, I probably won't finish it. And then I won't turn it in on time. And then I'll get a, you know, a late grade. And then that'll, you know, affect me down the road. Like, you know, it wasn't forward thinking like that. And I wasn't planning out my finances as well as I could have. I wasn't, you know, planning out my life, you know, maybe I'd, I decided to go on some trip and then I'd come back and it'd be like, Oh man, I got no money left because I didn't plan ahead properly, you know? So it was, it was all these little things of just kind of, you know, living in the moment, which can be good. Um, and I think there's a place for it, a time and a place for it. But, you know, overall, if you want to be a, you know, independent, successful contributing person, you've got to know everything about yourself. You've got to kind of, you know, have control over all these little parts. So for me, you know, kind of learning how to manage my time and to, you know, manage my, my tasks like that, all of that was part of me trying to become a more responsible person. Um, because I didn't want to be a draw on anyone else. I didn't want to have to, you know, uh, go ask people for like, you know, I didn't want to have to go back to my parents and ask for financial help. Um, I didn't want to have to, you know, ask favors of people for stuff that I damn well could do on my own if I just put in, you know, the time and effort. Um, so it was just kind of, you know, really getting in, in control of, of my life and all the little facets, you know, okay, uh, you know, this is how much money I'm making at the moment instead of just 
going and spending at places and, you know, hoping for the best, maybe I'll, I'll start doing an actual plan financially of my groceries and, oh, you know, maybe I can't actually afford that nice thing. I got to cut it back a little bit. Oh, you know, maybe I, I have to pass up on the trip this week that my friends are doing because even though I could go, it probably wouldn't be the best move because I'm trying to save up for this other thing in a year. Um, so like that, that's, that's, I guess, kind of what I mean of starting to take a step back from the moment to moment, do what you want. Getting responsibility is something tough and it, I think it's when you fall completely down and or something really bad goes on in your life. That's when you learn responsibility the hard way. It's, it's a, it's a hard transition, but I have found, you know, if you're, if you're coming from completely irresponsible, trying to become responsible, it can be really hard and it takes a while. But, you know, once you get there, it's just trying to, you know, keep moving. It's a lot easier to do. Like I was saying earlier with momentum is like, once you start doing it, it's easier to keep doing it on the daily. Um, but it's something you have to, you have to keep up with. You have to kind of nurture and foster because, um, you know, it, it's, you know, going from zero to a hundred puts, takes a lot of energy, but once you're already at a hundred, stay in there, not so much. It's a lot easier to do. Um, I think you need to take uh, account of your own life. And if you want to improve yourself, you need to start thinking today and have at least a goal and start working towards that goal. Um, any last words or word of motivation for somebody who is looking to change right now? Yeah, I mean, I guess the biggest thing is, you know, don't, don't ever count yourself out. I mean, you can, we human beings, we're incredible creatures. We can come back from, from anything. You know, you're never, you're never too far gone. You're never too far out. Um, rock bottom sucks, but you know, it's not a terrible place to be because it means that, you know, you can, you can learn from it. Um, you know, I, one of the, the biggest things I, I had to tell myself every day for a while and now, now not as much cause I kind of, I've ingrained it, but you know, don't compare yourself to who other people are today. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. That's the only comparison that matters because if you, if you, you know, you're in a tough spot or things aren't going like you think, they think they should and you look at your friends or your neighbors or whoever and you're like oh them they're doing this they're so much better they did it the right way they 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 you're not you're looking outward you're not looking inward instead you got to be like you know what i don't like the lot i got right now um what one thing could i do today that would make today a better day than yesterday and you start small and you build up from there you do that one thing and your day ended better than it started and the next day you wake up and it's like you know what Yesterday, it wasn't much, but I made a little bit of progress. What else can I do today that'll put me just one little step forward ahead from yesterday? And you just keep doing that and you keep doing that and it'll build up no matter, no matter how far behind you are, no matter how down a hole or, you know, left out you think you are, as long as you can do one little thing today, that'll make it a better day than the day before, you'll get out of it. It'll happen. You need to just compare with yourself because everybody has a different path and a journey. So comparing yourself to somebody is not going to be apple to apple comparison it's 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 a journey but it's your journey it's not anyone else's journey so don't compare it to anyone else don't try and you know you can model it after other people who've done things well but you can't recreate it you can't remake someone else's life it's your life so take your life make it your journey and own it completely make it yours 
that's wonderful way of putting an end to this podcast. Thank you so much, Jake. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm honored that you, that you would include me on this. And I hope that, you know, maybe at least one little thing from this conversation can help one person out there and I'll be happy. If you like this podcast, please follow me on Instagram. Do share this with your friends and family for this channel.